0: Hi, you're listening to Perpetual Learning. My name is Manjula Salvaraja. And what we do on this podcast is dig apart, take apart um, really good uh, reads and listens that uh, Sudhin comes across. Um, hi, Sulin.
1: Hey, Manjula, and I'm Sudan Silva.
0: So um, your inspiration for this uh, was this essay by Paul Grimm. And, and if people don't know who he is, he's, well, among a ton of other things, uh, a co-founder of, of Y Combinator. So he's obviously uh, <laughs> worked pretty hard most of his life. I think we can uh, we can say that. But here's something that's interesting. So then I actually did not like the essay.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But, yeah. uh, but uh, let's kick this off. Um, so what does he say it takes to produce great work?
1: Yeah. So he basically says, you know, while successful people are known for their natural ability, you know, when you kind of dig behind the scenes, um, you know, a lot of these people tend to have an incredible work ethic, um, and, and that's really where people differentiate themselves, so it's, you know, not just having the ability or the talent or perhaps the circumstance, it's the work ethic that really differentiates great versus not so great work.
0: Mm. You know, uh, it's interesting that you say that because uh, I, I I do agree with you. I I do agree that that when you when you think you see people and you see their success, the the first thing that comes to mind is well they're obviously naturally creative or or they're they're naturally um, you know brilliant or whatever it may be, uh, and I and I think it's 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 refreshing to see yet another piece that talks about the hard work behind some of these scenes. And it's interesting because it's, it's also the case for athletes. I mean, I'm sure that there's a level of natural talent that's, that's required, but when you dig into their stories, they put a tremendous amount of work uh, preparing for what they do. Let's look, look at an example of yours, actually a favorite of yours, right? The late, the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about his, his work ethic?
1: Yeah, I won't go too deep here. I think, you know, a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of content literature around, you know, the so-called quote unquote Mamba mentality. And yeah, I think despite his obvious talents, you know, especially in this book really goes into detail of how hard he worked versus a lot of his contemporaries. Right. And so even if you look at, you know, how his game evolved over the course of his career, it's quite clear that he was in this constant state of improvement, which, you know, really differentiated himself versus other players who had peaks that, you know, may have matched Kobe Bryant at certain points of his career, but, you know, we're never able to get that same level of duration that he was able to achieve.
0: And quick question for you before we move on, because I find this really fascinating. Was he, did he also do, do that uh, constant state of improvement later on after he'd had a, a lot of success?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, you know, quite, like I said, constant throughout his career till the very end.
0: Oh, fascinating. Um, so talk to me about what we learn at school. I wonder if in, in some way school preps us for working hard.
1: Unfortunately not. I think school outside of sports, you know, it's not a place where you necessarily learn how to work hard, in the real world right I think you're really encouraged sometimes discouraged to spend countless hours working on your crafts versus you know you're often in situations where you're meeting these arbitrary milestones across a variety of subjects versus going deep into one specific subject that might interest you a bit more and so you're not really encouraged to push on the quality of work that is required to make it world class right I think kids are led to believe that, you know, adequate is acceptable and rewarded. And the reality is that the bar for your quality of work continues to go up through competition, globalization, technological advancements, whatever the case might be. And so, you know, reality is, is that you do need to become world-class at one specific or a you know certain subset of areas versus kind of being a, uh, you know, a a being knowledgeable across a number of different subjects.
0: I also wonder sometimes about school, whether, because it is, um, it grades you in a comparative fashion Mm -hmm. with other people or with some sort of class average, as opposed to how are you doing versus how you were doing three days before or a day before. Sure. Um, You know, I, I think that the, 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 because it's doing that that kind of comparison, the first kind of comparison, I'm just not sure if that's something that works to teach us about that idea of constant improvement, right? Sure. Because it's, I mean,
1: really, it's ideally, really a race
0: against yourself, right? In some so, way.
1: I, and I think ideally you're measuring your rate of improvement versus others instead of looking at the end state itself.
0: Mm, okay. Fair point. Now, one of the other mistakes that that we all make is is thinking we're working hard by putting hours into things that are, in some ways and and sometimes not really core to what we need to achieve. Talk to me about this uh, this common mistake that that people make.
1: Yeah, so I think it starts off with self awareness in the sense that you need to have an understanding of what is your core responsibility or work versus you know more peripheral work that may seem important, but in reality, it doesn't really kind of tie into what you want to do. And so typically, you know, there are obviously going to be days where you're spending a lot of your time doing core work, right? Things where you're solving an actual problem or the problem that you want to solve. And then there's peripheral works, which are, you know, related activities, but don't really move the needle. And, and so, you know, it's a balance as to you know, how often you need to do both, right? I don't think it will ever be a hundred percent in core work. However, you need to kind of push yourself to maximize on core work where possible.
0: How then does one work hard?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, a, a better process is to continuously double down on areas you find interesting while actively avoiding tasks that you don't find interesting. Right. So that isn't to say you drop everything you don't find interesting in a way that impacts your reputation. However, I think, you know, you can do a better job of, or people can do a better job of communicating their interests and making sure that they work on tasks that interest them versus working for the benefit of others.
0: Hmm what's the role that self awareness plays in in all of this like where do we need to be self aware
1: i think you know it, probably a few different areas where self awareness is important i think you know like i said it starts off with understanding what fits in, in your core work core interests versus what doesn't you know where your interests lie and then having a kill switch if you're not sure right so if you're Not sure if you're interested in something you want to try it out, that's obviously fine. But then know when to stop if things aren't working out versus endlessly trying to make things work. Right. And I see a lot of folks, you know, a lot of young, uh, you know, professionals, especially who are in this constant state of experimentation where they're trying out a bunch of different things, you know, which doesn't really lead them anywhere because at some point you know i at least firmly believe that you need to stop messing around kind of pick a path and then go deep into it if you want to see that progression and you know see actual results come
0: what what did you think of the essay by the way you liked it obviously
1: yeah no i thought it was a pretty good essay but curious to get your thoughts
0: yeah you know it's it's interesting it could be the the writing style maybe yeah um I just I I think that the the, uh, if I kind of paired it back and I looked at the content and the thinking behind it, um there there are some things that are really interesting, like this idea of how much time we spend on where we think we're working hard but we're not working on core things and we fool ourselves oh look I've done 10 hours of work but you know it's all of the side stuff that's easy to get done as opposed to the stuff that's really going to move your project or your career forward common mistake and I and I think he pinpointed that and I think there's just a you can tell that he's been thinking about it I think it's the writing style like I just I, I actually had to read it twice because right. I read it. I didn't absorb it. I read it again. I didn't absorb it. So it could be the writing style. But you know what? The the other thing I have to remember is that, that there are several types of good writers and great writers. And um, there's some that work for me and some that don't work for me. And this could just maybe be a style that doesn't work for me and that doesn't say anything about whether he's a good writer or not. But it just wasn't a style that I could absorb. Isn't that interesting?
1: Yeah, no, definitely interesting. I think his writing is definitely more raw and less refined, which you know may or may not uh, appeal to some folks, um, which you know I completely understand.
0: The the other thing too is that I do a lot of long reads in 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 magazines, and there's a a way that those arguments are shaped mm-hmm. um, and with a compelling start and then you know a meaty middle and then you know a question or True. a conclusion at the end. And I think perhaps I you know, as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, maybe in a way I've actually narrowed um Uh, narrowed the way that i appreciate a read because i'm so used to this particular long read style that maybe here's someone who's just writing and almost thinking as he writes and and there's no problem with that and uh and it just that could be it too but it was it was interesting to sort of read something and then actually think deeply about whether i liked it or not
1: right right right. a meta
0: things. in a a meta in a way, but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, great topic. Um, I love talking about hard work. I think um, I think we could. I think it's it's something that that in a way. Um, you can also constantly improve on how you work hard, right? Totally. And and in any any whether it's even even uh, something simple as I told you that I spent my day gardening today before we uh, we started recording the podcast, and even how you approach your garden could be could be something that you refine over time. So I love this topic, and Absolutely. I'm open to you doing more on this because I think that this is one that 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 actually sweeps across so many different arenas. It's not just investing. It's not just, you know, uh, leadership in software management. It also applies to what I do, journalism. So I'm happy if you could pick up more pieces and more listens in this area.
1: Absolutely, appreciate it,
0: appreciate good. it. Good, we're yeah. on next week, yep. are we? Sounds good. Great. Talk then. Yeah.